0: Hello and thanks for joining us for the latest Marketing Week Explores podcast. My name is Lucy Tesseris and I'm the Features Editor at Marketing Week and I'm joined by reporter Ellen Hammer. Today we're looking at building a brand from scratch and the role marketing plays within that, as well as the role marketing plays when it comes to turning functional products into brands. But let's kick off with startups. Ellen, you've been looking at how important it is for startups to have marketing embedded within a business from the outset. Budgets can be tight when starting a business, so when is the right time to start marketing? And could it be to the detriment of the brand's long-term growth if they don't embed marketing from the start? Examples of businesses
1: that have started marketing right from the very beginning. Um, Online credit check service, ClearScore, and personal insurance brand, Sherpa. Uh, These are very functional businesses, um, which is especially important to start building these communications and connections with people. Because let's face it, finance, personal insurance doesn't exactly set pulses racing. And even uh, Sherpa said when I spoke to them that people would rather have a root canal surgery than deal with personal insurance. So this is when it's incredibly important (laughs) to start building these uh, connections with people um, and more emotional connections and an example of how well this has worked, so ClearScore um, acquired 500,000 customers in the first six months of beginning the business, three years on, and it's got 7 million users across the globe. Would it have achieved that growth if it hadn't have started marketing from the very beginning and it only started doing it, say, in the last year or so?
0: I'm going to say probably not. So ClearScore went in big with a a major TV campaign right from the very beginning, didn't Uh it? So that's kind of helped it propel itself into kind of consumers' minds and obviously has worked from from their point of view. And actually,
1: Sherpa hired a COO who has, Patrick Muir, who has 20 years of experience across financial marketing. Um, They hired him a year before the business even started, Mm. which shows how integral it is to these more functional Mundane um, businesses to to start speaking to consumers, you know, beyond the product and beyond what it actually does. Um, they are yet to do any proper advertising yet, but it's safe to say that marketing has been there right from the very start. And of course, marketing and advertising are still very different things.
0: Yes, absolutely. So ClearScore and Sherpa are great examples of brands that saw the value of marketing um, and having a marketing strategy in place from the very beginning. Um, And they obviously had the budget to achieve that. But what uh, about brands that choose to introduce marketing once they know they've got a solid foundation and they know there's a a good kind of proposition there? So yeah, a lot of um, startups, will start their marketing once they've got
1: funding or they've got a bit of money to, to back them up and, and put into um, their marketing objectives. So Ace Tape, Dutch eyewear brand, is about five years old and they only really started marketing, well they were doing a lot of digital performance media at the beginning, but it was this year when they really, really wanted to accelerate that growth and scale up and and show a sign of maturity is what they said. That's when they started really investing in these uh, these bigger marketing campaigns, um, doing more outdoor press type things. Um, again, City Pantry, which is a B2B food delivery service, I would describe them as the delivery of uh, businesses, which they're trying to get away from. So maybe don't call them that if you ever get in touch. But um, they hired their first marketing director earlier this year. Um, And they've been around for the last few years as well, similar to Ace and Tate. But that was to help give the business a solid position in the market and a sense of direction in the long run. So they would got their funding, they would got their product, and then thought, where do we go from here? We need somebody who's, you know, going to streamline this and, you know, help everything make sense. And, you know, help building this consumer proposition beyond the product. Again, Lilium, which is a very cool um, flying taxi, futuristic flying taxi service, um, which thinks it can revolutionise the way we travel uh, with these vertical takeoff jets in cities um, and also for the same price as a taxi. Um, exactly the same story as City Pantry, been around for a few years, then realises that, you know, in... These increasingly competitive markets which a lot of startups operate in it needed somebody who's going to help build that point of difference because it startups move incredibly quickly and technology changes quickly and what's a new idea today will be an old idea tomorrow so it's really important that you do start you know getting noticed by people um, as quickly as you can, rather than just having that product and perhaps you know a bit of money behind it. So I would say, yes, challenges around funding and budgets, but marketing doesn't have to cost the big bucks in the early stages. And there are things businesses can do to start building their brand for, from the start for cheap, um, even for free, actually. So another example, Gandhi's flip-flop brand, um, says it doesn't do any marketing or advertising at all. Um, All of its profits go into building um, children's homes. Um, And it doesn't do marketing in the traditional sense, but it started life on Facebook. It uses Google advertising. So, you know, all these free things, the marketing is there and that shows that, you know, you can still do marketing, you know, for free. Yeah, I think that's
0: it. There's a difference between advertising and marketing. And while you not, might not spend any money on above the line advertising, marketing can be done in many different ways. Like you said, for free, it could be communications, it could yeah. be um, social, it could be whatever whatever it might be.
1: Like whether it's more traditional forms of communications yeah. that you know you would think of, or f- communications in the digital and social age. Yeah. Um, even a tweet, you yeah. know, <laughs> would Absolutely. count as marketing. So yeah, so it feels like a no-brainer that marketing is key for young businesses looking to scale up, become more than the product or service they sell, and actually communicate and connect with the outside world, and you know, the sooner you do that and you, you get your brand out there, the sooner you know you're gonna maybe start achieving that brand fame that surely every business wants to get to.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think, like you said, it doesn't have to be kind of a major TV campaign, uh, like in the case of ClearScore. There are other cheaper and perhaps less conventional routes that brands can take. Um, But given that so many small businesses fail within their first year, startups could definitely benefit from introducing marketing earlier on in the process, Mm. perhaps. Yeah. So from the exciting world
1: of personal insurance to breast (laughs) pumps, or should I say, from the role of marketing um, in startups to the role it plays in turning functional and mundane products into cool and desirable items, which Lucy
0: knows all about. Yes, no, absolutely. So these are products like breast pumps and boilers, drinking straws and mattresses that consumers rarely search for by brand name. I don't
1: know, I have a desire to buy boilers <laughs> <laughs> and
0: straws. Yeah, it's not normally the top of the list, is it? Um, so I spoke to the founder of, and CEO of um, boiler installation company, Home Tree, which is looking to take on British Gas, who said that the fundamental thing we realised is that to beat the competition, it comes down to building a brand. And I think that's... Really true, particularly for um, for kind of very functional and it kind of comes back to what you were saying about Clearscore and Sherpa earlier. The types of products that consumers don't necessarily have a real kind of affinity for, um, that the role marketing plays in, in that case is, is is huge because they've got to kind of build that connection with consumers in order to be on their radar and to to kind of get that that buy in. So from a marketing perspective, they went in really big right from the very beginning. They launched with an ad on Channel 4, which focuses on the emotional side of boilers, if there is one, rather than the the functional side. So they showed all the lovely warm things that families can do when their heating works, rather than focusing on the stress of having to repair the boiler. And then you've got products which perhaps
1: have more of a stigma attached to them and that are difficult to market for a number of reasons so you mentioned breast pumps and pelvic floor trainers so so how how has LV been marketing these products
0: yes so this is the the branding question LV um they originally launched with a pelvic floor trainer and they've just um brought to market a a breast pump um both of which are looking to kind of revolutionize the market and um, get people talking about things that have um, often been kind of taboo topics. So they're looking to move beyond the functional aspect um, and get people talking about um, about these issues because they affect so many women that um, but that just don't talk about it. So part of their kind of whole idea is that they they want to kind of remove that um, that taboo and remove that stigma. Um, so as well as making its products available in kind of big high street retailers so they're easily accessible, so people can pick one up, go to the, the counter and buy it really easily. Um, kind of trying to, again, take away that stigma of it being hidden away in a corner and being embarrassed to buy it. Um, again, also, the, the branding is really sleek and modern. It's um, They're more like cool gadgets rather than what you might expect a pelvic trainer to be like. Um, it's connects to an app and all kind of other, Exciting things, um, and its advertising is also deliberately tongue-in-cheek. They worked with Mother on a um, on the launch ad for for the LV breast pump, around the fact that women shouldn't feel like cows when they're breast pumping, and um, yes, yeah, so it was all kind of tongue-in-cheek and, and quite funny. But hopefully, the idea is that people will then talk about the issue, talk about the their experiences, and remove that that stigma. Moving on from breast pumps, there's also mattresses, which is another great example of um, a number of brands actually that have taken what has historically been a really functional, boring product that people buy maybe once every eight years, if that, and then put their sheets on and never think of again. So a few years ago, it would have been really rare for consumers to look for a specific brand of mattress, but then the likes of Eve, Simba, Casper, which also direct to consumer have all come along, and they are now pretty well known names um, within the kind of the mattress world, and so it's kind of taking again the idea that these functional products kind of ha- creating kind of a a story around them that makes it more of a brand than just a mattress and that was something I spoke to um, the founder of the co-founder of Eve, and he was saying that they didn't want to be someone that sold mattresses they wanted to be a sleep brand so they've moved the again kind of touching on the the emotional aspect of it and kind of what a good night's sleep lets you do rather than focusing on the number of springs it might have for example.
1: Well if you go and uh, spend £16,500 at John Lewis on their luxury mattress I'm sure you could have an incredibly (laughs) good sleep.
0: (laughs) So while these products are useful and functional by nature, by changing perceptions, kind of creating emotional connections, breaking taboos, and actually also one other brand that um, I spoke to is a stainless steel straw brand called Turtle Savers, which is trying to create a movement um, and get people to switch from using uh, single-use plastic straws to kind of a reusable stainless steel straw. But the clever thing that they've done is put their brand name at the top of the straw, so. All of the people that photograph their lovely cocktails on Instagram if they've got a Turtle Saber straw it's obviously got their branding on it so they're spreading the word spreading a a message about the fact that consumers need to switch to to kind of more sustainable options Um, and again kind of making people feel perhaps not passionately about the straw itself but about the movement and so kind of creating a brand around it so again it's kind of they all have the opportunity to move the conversation beyond the practical by taking all of these different routes that they have done. And consumers are far more likely to relate to that than hearing about the number of springs in a mattress or the the negative aspects of breast pumping or buying a boiler. Okay, so on that note, um, that's all we have time for today. Um, there is more on both of these topics um, if you visit marketingweek.com where you can find in-depth features um, that both Anna and I have written on um, building a brand from scratch and the role marketing plays within that and also turning functional products into household names. So please do subscribe to our podcast which you can find on iTunes. And thanks again for listening.